In my life, I'ma do what I want. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, cause side. No snick, with titties on the four five. Time for a time, pray be shot. Come find with the text and I see the truck. Mm -hmm. Still fucking on the French street. I'm a cold name drinker. She a teleport junkie. Welcome back, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you already know what the fuck going on, man. I'm back, baby. Episode 9 Grits of Eggs Podcast. I'm your host, Deontay Kyle. Had to take me a little brief hiatus. Had to take me a week off, you know what I'm saying? I was with the fam, bam. You feel me? Uh, feeling good. I'm out here in somewhere in fucking Arkansas. Blytheville, Arkansas. Posted up, you know what I'm saying? Just had me a goddamn catfish po' boy. Yeah. Little hot sauce on that motherfucker. Yeah. Man, I miss y'all, bro. We, we good, man. Uh, as always, email me, Pod. Uh, at gmail.com but new developments are happening um there is now a grits and eggs discord okay uh you can find it in my link tree and i would suggest subscribing to my link tree um but join the Di grits and eggs discord okay there were some people that's already been a part of the black on both sides um discord but i've deleted that server um I don't think we did. I, I I just wasn't as consistent as I like to be, and you know, I made we got some friends in there and stuff, and I've invited them to the new Discord. But um, I want this new Discord to be all about the podcast and just connecting with y'all um, and growing the community around the podcast. So there is a section on there where we can reflect on the podcast. We can talk about topics or subjects that I spoke on, and uh, you know, just piggyback on them or expand on them there. Um, there's also a section. You know, for spirituality, uh, for people that want to talk about that. There's a section for pop culture, so we could just talk about current events, music, movies, books, all that good shit. And then there is a section for pod topics and questions where you can suggest topics that I should discuss on the podcast or um, any questions that you may have for me. I can address them there or I can address them on the podcast. But yes, join the Grits and Eggs podcast discord the link is in my link tree that you can find in the bio on tiktok or on um instagram but yeah gang what's up man how y'all feeling um hoping y'all doing good man i was off for an entire week so you know i was just kicking it with the family um i ain't doing no social media for the month of uh july my birthday was on july the 4th i just turned 33 hip hip fucking hooray and I celebrated, me and my old ladies, we just went to Golf. You know, that's what I wanted to do. I like golfing, so, um, well, I, I like hitting off the tee. I ain't going to say I ain't never been to no real golf course and nothing like that. I done been to putt-putt, and I done been to Golf, and that's the extent of my golf uh, expertise. But I'm, I'm okay at both. I'm better at putting than I am driving. I, I got to figure that shit out. But, uh, you know, that's where the deals are done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm uh, 2024 I'm on the journey to be a crooked politician um, so let's get this podcast numbers up so I can I can just uh, I gotta figure out what side of the crazy I'm gonna be on am I gonna be right wing or left wing I think black people do really good on right wing politics like if I just throw black people under the bus I'm gonna do fairly well I'm, I'm telling you um, if, if, if you know if I'm a little too righteous uh, you know, I'll get, you know, they'll protest me or they'll get me suspended from the house. But if I'm on their side, man, I'm telling you, uh, you know, we might have to backdoor our way in there. So y'all just bear with me as I become a crooked right-wing politician. I'm going to use the kickbacks from the NRA to build uh, micro-black communities, uh, affordable housing. But we're going to have to keep it on the hush. I'm going to, you know, do the shell company thing. A shell within a shell within a shell will never come back to me. <laughs> Um, bro, it was a great week, though. Um, you know, me and my boys, we went to the VR. Um, we went to a little VR place where they got, like, VR gaming and shit. Uh, they've been really wanting to do that, so I had time. We did that. We got some food. 
Uh, me and my baby was just playing Roblox all week, and me and my old lady was chilling. I think day two I was there, we took shrooms. Um, that was a fucking... It was exhilarating. It was a good experience. We didn't do the most. I uh, probably took like two grams or something like that. It wasn't that big deal. Um, I also had another shroom trip later on that week. That was more of a... I wouldn't say it was a bad trip, but I spoke to the motherfucking shrooms. Because um, they're very much alive, right? You know, so I was like, give me insight. Show me what's blocking me. And it damn show, damn show did made me feel like a fucking loser for real but um the positive shroom trip the first shroom trip was really good uh me and my boy was just out there laying in the grass talking and um you know i was just constantly being reminded to be patient um and speaking of like patience one of the things that really just kept replanting my head is like be like this shrub because there's some shrubs in the front yard right and so you know shrooms is like really connecting you with nature and you know the greater co collective consciousness and shit like that but um there were some shrubs that my grandmother cut down five weeks ago so when i left it was just they were bare it was sticks and she was like yeah they'll grow back and stuff like that and when i came back they were budding and they were starting to get their new growth back and just metaphorically you know i'm on the shrooms and i'm looking at this and i'm like man like um sometimes you know sometimes you have to start new you have to you know cut that old growth down uh within you and start some new growth like make room for new growth make room for new people new experiences new opportunities but also in being patient you know a lot of times we understand that like our lives work in compound interest like it works in compound interest you know you're putting forth actions not that not that will benefit you today but will benefit you in your near future or in your you know far out future but the thing is is that, that like, you have to trust in the work that you're putting in and that can be said for both positive and negative uh ways of thinking or actions you know if you're drinking every day <clears throat> what interest are you compounding on that is it a bad liver is it jaundice you know you're gonna be out here looking crazy you're gonna be a fucking alcoholic you're gonna lose everything be a wino uh be a taylor point junkie <laughs> you know what i'm saying but also in a positive sense if you know that you have this goal or this dream and you're working towards it, um, you don't want it to happen overnight because as fast as you get things, sometimes it's as fast as you lose them. You know what I mean? Um, and so I was just thinking about that. And it's like we will get in our own way just because we have to be patient. Like it's not the it's not from the point of the work showing itself. It's not, you know, you go to the gym one time you can't sit here and be mad at yourself when you leave because you don't have a six-pack or muscles you know it's compound interest it's stuff that happens over time you build up endurance you build up strength you build muscle over time and the same thing goes into your goals you know those things those mini markers they manifest themselves over time and we will get in our way we get in our head and overly criticize ourselves or overthink things instead of just like being patient knowing you're putting in the work you know what i mean like the results are not you know the results of a lot of things are not under your control so to speak but the work is definitely in your control. The stuff that you can do, you know, you, you you could read on Google that if you go to the gym now, it'll take you six months to get a six-pack abs. But the thing is, is like, you know, you have a different body type. You got a different blood type. You structurally built different than whatever that average Google, um, you know, t article may be talking about. So it may take you a year and a half. But, like, if you're not, if you just only looking at the six month mark and then six months don't get here you may see an outline of abs but it doesn't look the way you want it to are you going to give up or are you just going to keep going it, 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 things happen differently for everybody so 
you know, one of the reasons why I'm not on social media this month is because it was just so much noise. Like, and not only just the noise, but it's just a lot of shit that I'm just not with anymore. So, you know, in a in a way of being patient with myself and in a way of, you know, working on my compound interest, knowing that, like, I'm putting out an episode every week, you know? <clears throat> It might not pop until 50 episodes. It might not pop until 100 episodes. But so what I'm focused on now is like, okay, I'm not on social media. You're not seeing me every day. Who's going to fuck with me? You know what I mean? Who's an early adopter? Who's really here? This is a way for me to really gauge my analytics. When I'm not posting a video promoting the episode, when you have to be subscribed in order to get a notification, when you have to be a part of the Discord, you know, going forward in order to know that episode dropping every Wednesday or to discuss these topics in these podcasts um, and give your input and, you know, be uh, an early investor in this community. You know what I mean? So the noise is just, it's way too much for me right now because I'm not personally connecting to any of it. You know, I'm not, I'm just not enthused by anything that anybody has to say right now. Um, and I took the week off because I really didn't have anything to say. You know, uh, I was going to do a pod from home. And I was like, you know what? I'm home. I'm not on my phone. Let me just enjoy my family. Let me enjoy, you know, being here and being present. And, you know, I got to get back to it. So, you know, I'm going to be on the road for three weeks. I'm going to be on the road till August the 1st. We, we, you know, are working on some things in my personal life. And... You know, I don't want to really be in the mix, bro. I don't really give a fuck, honestly. Like, I just can't, bro. You know, I'm just in that place where I just can't give a fuck. Um, And sometimes I was getting bored, you know, so I would be like, I would re-download TikTok and just go through the videos and stuff. And I just be like, man, this shit is just, it's ass, bro. Like, because, okay. There's people that I've been following and for a year, and all they talk about is fucking capitalism, right? And they advocate for socialism. Run for fucking office then. Because the thing is about capitalism and stuff like that is that they have the people in office that support big corporations. So if you're anti-big corporation and all the deals are being done in the Senate, in the, you know, council meetings and in the House, then why aren't more socialists running for office? And it's, I can't keep having the same fucking conversation. I get it, bro. We, uh, you know what? At some point, we all get it. And for people who are early adopters to being anti-capitalist, good on you, bro. I'm just not there. And that's the same thing with, like, black power shit and black people just online talking about fucking relationships. Like, bro, just shut. I'm just in a place. I'm just like, bro, shut the fuck up, bro. And if I, I know that I can't, nor do I want the power just to make people be quiet. <clears throat> so what can I do? I could just fucking log off. I could just log off. And that's what I've done. Because it's just like, it's just noise, bro. And I'm, you know, I have a goal. I have, you know, some things that I'm trying to accomplish outside of social media. And, you know, social media is a great tool, but it's not make or break me, bro. I've been, you know, I've doing my thing for a year. Um, I've grown my audience to, you know, 70,000 followers, but I only reach probably three to four thousand you know a post and it is what it is bro i'm like i'm tired of worrying about that shit bro i'm just like everybody else bro i'd be looking at my numbers on the post like damn this should have been this should have been i'm tired of even thinking about that shit fuck that shit bro for the time being fuck that shit bro i don't care about that shit no more and it's just because it's like unnecessary stress bro it's unnecessary pressure that I literally have no control over. And I'm not like a fucking... I'm a person, bro. I'm not spending all my fucking time trying to figure out these fucking algorithms, bro. Just fuck that shit, bro. Like, I have something to say. I'll get on my podcast and I'll say it. 
if y'all join the fucking Discord and we have conversation, cool. If you don't, what what am I going to do about it? I can't make nobody do shit. I enjoy doing the podcast, so I'm going to do it every week. And if it picks up, it picks up. If it don't, I'll drop that shit whenever I feel like it's time to be dropped. And if it goes up, I'll go up with it. But all this fucking unnecessary-ass stress and unnecessary pressure and worrying about shit that a lot of it just ain't in my control is, like, one of those simple things that you have to return to is just, like, stop worrying about shit that's not in your control. When you are conscious of that, you can do it. But for the most part, when you go outside and you just get caught up in the noise, you forget. Because it's not something that is we're practicing it's not something that i'm constantly practicing is ignoring the things i can't control most of the time the things that we do stress about and you know the things i do stress about are things that are out of my control because i don't want to be patient and you know the more i look at like adhd symptoms i know i I know i got that shit the teachers and counselor tried to tell my mama that but my mama refused to do medication which i appreciate her for which you know i end up medicating my damn self as i got older but that's another it's just like bruh i can't i i have to be quiet about the things that i really want to commit to because if i start talking about them i'm gonna feel like i already did the shit You know, like, the things that I have working on, I'm not really going to say nothing about them until I'm done with them. Because then I won't feel, like, the pressure or or not only that, or just, like, the satisfaction. Fuck the pressure. The satisfaction of discussing it sometimes is enough for me, and then I'm off that shit. Bro, I have spewed out so many fucking ideas on social media. And once I spew them out, we discuss them. I'm over it. And I think that's what a lot of... The issue with, you know, a lot of things is, is that it's, there's too much public talk around certain shit. You know, you publicly are anti-capitalist, so you have a discussion in your comment section and y'all feel like y'all are, this is the work. This is what is going to be done. And it brings the satisfaction to know that other people are on your side and other people agree with you so you keep talking about it and that is your work just chatting and i just how do i you know a part of me just feel like it is what it is bro like maybe on a on a spiritual level we are here to you know survey the land and recognize and we take up causes because you know we see injustices and I don't know where it goes from there but like I also know that if I'm not like if I'm looking up anti-capitalist rhetoric all day on the internet all I'm going to be fed is anti-capitalist rhetoric if I'm looking up feminist shit if I'm looking up you know gender shit that is what I'm going to be fed and I feel like niggas is getting caught up in the matrix of their of their interests, you know what I mean? Like the shit that you interested in are bombarding you to the point where it means nothing. Because it's way too much. And it's like I'm not I don't think that it necessarily makes people hopeless. I think it makes people complacent. Because I see people that are like extremely anti-capitalist and against big corporations and every time I see them they got new big corporation shit on and it's like it can't be both you can't be against them and giving them money I mean at some point when it comes to like groceries and shit you can't get away from it but you don't gotta buy every pair of Jordans and Nikes that come out you don't gotta have every bag that come out so it's like some people is way too materialistic to be against it. And it's like, okay, Kyle, what are you going to do about this? Nothing. Because I'm, you know, actively working on being less and less materialistic. Even if I see shit I, I like, it's like, do I need that? No. Well, maybe I can take this and 
you know, my kids, is they finna go back to school. I put that money in them. And then that'll bring me a satisfaction. And I get to be materialistic on their behalf. But other than that, it's like... A part of me is just like, this game has been set, bro. Like, you dealing with people that's been planning what we're doing right now for 100 years. It's like, we could chat about it. But I'm more into a place where I'm like, I'm just embracing the reality of what I live in. It, is it, if, whether it be just or not, it's the reality. And I'm getting out of like the business of like macro problems. Like, I want to deal with my micro problems. I want to deal with my life. And I think that maybe I felt an uh, obligation to be invested in macro problems because that's kind of how I got my following. But it's like, at some point, <clears throat> you have to just go with your heart, go with your spirit. And my spirit is just like, bro, leave this shit alone, bro. Like, you fighting it. This is not your fight, bro. Like, I didn't see the evidence of it. I didn't try to put together plenty of shit. And my fuckers don't. It's not with the work. It's the talk is, you know, we all can talk. I, I, you know, my whole platform right now is just me fucking running my mouth. But either way, I go. Um, I'm off of social media for a month, and maybe beyond. So hopefully, y'all stay tapped in with me. What I have been doing is investing a lot of my time. I, I've, I've subscribed to this uh, app called Scriber. Or scribed, which is an audiobook app, and I've been listening to this book called A Billion Wicked Thoughts. <sighs> this fucking book is a doozy, bro. Um, when you listen to the first three chapters of this book, you recognize that like a lot of shit that people be talking about is just is is literally pointless. They're arguing about nothing. Especially when it comes to matters of gender and sex. Because instead of giving the opinions that this person has on it, they are given the facts based on data, based on surveys they have, based on um, <clears throat> surveying a multitude of different people, races and genders and uh, gender identities. I don't want to give a bunch of the book away. Uh, I would suggest... Um, reading it or listening to it on scribe um but this book is fucking fascinating bro it's one of the more fascinating books that i've ever read and i'm 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 low-key hooked on it um and it just talks about the differences in gender desires sexually and um socially and also like different practices from around the world as it relates to sex and adolescence and into becoming a man um, and then it talks about how, like, how we, uh, how our desires manifest socially, um, especially with porn and then how we're adapting socially in terms of like, as it relates to others. <clears throat> um, one thing I will say is that it says that, um, throughout history, an estimated 80% of women have reproduced. And throughout history, an estimated 40% of men have reproduced. And when you look at <clears throat> those dynamics of it, it just tell it shows you how much that men men's obsession with sex is reproduction. So then how do we get to this point where the people that are reproducing are not, you know, they're not adapting well socially from, from what the book is saying. Um, this is why the majority of men are so sexually frustrated and it's manifesting into how they're adapting socially. And also it talks about how, you know, with women, their tendency to play things safe and their adaptation socially being, overly concerned with the thoughts of others and how they will be perceived <clears throat> and how that and what effect that has on uh, us socially and then it just talks a lot I don't I just don't want to get a book away I would suggest reading it or listening to it it's called a billion wicked thoughts I'm hooked on that right now 
And then Quentin Tarantino being one of my favorite um, directors slash producers of all time has a book out that I'm reading called, uh, well, I'm listening to called Cinema Speculation. Um, I'm about, let's see, I'm three chapters in on that too. So I'm three chapters in on both books, just depending on what my mood. But the first book, it's like, it's so much information, you got to take a break from it because it's like, bro, I can't even process all this shit. So, you know, overall, like, that's really where I'm at. I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm just, like, really in a vibe of, like, I'm, you know, I'm getting back to myself. You know what I mean? Um, I think I've spent a lot of time over the last year just pouring out to the world, pouring out to others, pouring out to, you know, in, in pursuit of recognition, in pursuit of fame and shit like that. That's just, it's just be real, bro. You know, it's been in a pursuit of some type of grand recognition, some type of fame, some type of fortune. Um, or just, or just thriving off the attention, you know what I mean? And I'm in a place where I don't really, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really in need of the attention so much. Um, I didn't, I, I won't say I consciously went out into this TikTok thing seeking attention. I initially went into it seeking to fucking boost up my rap shit, um, but this rap thing has been like a long journey for me and I've just fallen out of love with it. And I, I get a phone call once or twice a week of people wanting me to get back in the booth. But it's just like, this is not where I'm at, man. I'm just going to pour into my family and my kids. Um, I'm going to get out here and get this money. Because <clears throat> no matter what, shit, it is what it is. That's what you got to do. You got to get the money. I mean, your opinion on it can vary, but shit. A motherfucker that's homeless or houseless, I don't really think they're complaining about capitalism because they're in such survival mode. They ain't even thinking about the system, nigga. They're just trying to find a roof over their head every night. So, um, you know, I ain't gonna, I ain't, I'm, you know, I'm kind of over the complain game. I'm over all that shit, bro. I'm over the, I'm over the system as it stands in general, bro. I'm just like finna focus on. More internal work, pouring into myself, pouring into my family, and accomplishing the goals that I have set for myself, um, and getting this money, man. That's you know that's the extent of it right now. <clears throat> um, I did want to thank um, those who emailed me a uh, happy birthday. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, my little buddy from Compton, I appreciate her, um, and. And Shauna, I appreciate you. And also, and Shauna gave me a laundry list of fucking questions to answer on the pod. And so, since <clears throat> since I don't have any pop culture shit or anything that's going on currently that I even give a fuck enough about to discuss, I'm going to go down these list of questions and answer them accordingly and I want to say to and Shauna Gatson I appreciate you reaching out uh, and you know giving me some shit to you know some 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 content you know you got me you got me a good 30 45 minutes worth of shit all right I'm back um so I will say this uh, I had to go renew my license, and in renewing my license, I had to go get a physical to renew my medical DOT card. And, um, you know, I went and told my doctor I was trying out nicotine patches. And she seemed like my skin was a little flared up from using them. She was like, that's not good. She was like, that's not um, what you need to do. And I haven't been using the patches every day just because, bro, them shits was making a nigga dizzy. They was flaring my skin up. I already got sensitive skin. I got eczema and shit like that. So, she was like, why don't you try the lozenges? Um, because I've tried the gum, and the gum really don't work. Um, the gum actually be making me want to smoke a cigarette. So, then I tried the lozenges, and they burn and shit like that. But, man, I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I'm just smoking cigarettes, bro. It just is what it is, bro. 
the, the doctor said I would have to go to a pharmacy and get like a prescribed patch. Ain't had time to do all this shit, bro. Time being, I'm smoking a fucking cigarette, bro. I don't, you know, you can keep your fucking judgment. I'm already judging myself enough. I don't give a shit. But um, let's run through Anshana's questions. Okay, hey, love the podcast and your content on TikTok. Below are some questions I would love to hear your take and advice on. Okay, question number one. What are some ways I can foster a positive relationship with my 10-year-old son? I want him to be able to speak freely to me about anything. Okay. Um, so, I'll say this. In order for your child to feel like they can speak freely with you, you have to foster a relationship that's not rooted in disrespect. So that's a part of like gentle parenting that people have fucked up. It's not really just kissing your child ass. It's like teaching them how to communicate respectfully. So I've told my children that I've been in jail mad times. I've told my children sex stories. I've told my children that I sold drugs. I've told my children I robbed people. I've told my children I've been homeless. My children know a lot of shit about me. My kids know that I'm adopted. You know, they've talked about, we've talked about those things. So the first step to having your kids feel like they could be free with you, with their deepest, darkest shit, is for you to bear some of your own deep, dark shit. Um, because just think about if you had a friend and you tell them all this shit about you and they don't never reciprocate that. Or... You're going to feel like, man, I don't want to tell this motherfucker nothing. I don't know nothing about them. You know what I mean? Or even if you're in a beginning relationship, you're more hesitant to, like, open up because you don't really know if you can trust this person with your business now. Your kids love you and they trust you. But as they get older, the questions that are rolling through their head are, you know, they kids see that you get stressed. Kids see that you have a short fuse sometimes. I have a short fuse sometimes. I'm impatient sometimes. You know, I yell sometimes out of frustration. Um, but what I don't do is, like, call names and be disrespectful and, um, you know, beat on my kids. I don't do shit like that. But I'm still a human, bro. And, like, I'll explain this to them. Like, yeah, I might get frustrated. I might get mad. But at the end of the day, I'm still a human, bro. I'm allotted to have emotions. Because when you yelling, you screaming, you slam doors, I let you rock. Now, I might come in there and be like, hey, fucking watch us, like, Let's fucking let's tone it down, but I'm gonna let you get your shit off, bro. I'm not just gonna go to punching on you and shit and beating on you. So it's like the same way that I express to my kids that they're allowed to have emotions, I am too. And so have these conversations with your kids in a way that you humanize yourself because I'm I I made it my business over the past year to let to break the illusion of who I am to my kids. I don't want to seem like I'm perfect. So, when I fuck up, if I if I do the most, like sometimes bruh, it's just, you know, it's a it's a it's a, I'm not perfect, bruh, and I'm a real person, bruh. Like I don't sit here and try to like discuss parenting from this position of like I'm sitting on a fucking, you know, pedestal I fuck up, bro. Sometimes I go off, like, in that bitch. I I might OD, bro. I might OD with the yelling and the fucking, you know, just being frustrated and, you know, being stern with them or just, like, over-talking when I'm lecturing them and shit like that. So I will come back and be like, look, hey, I was being an asshole earlier. Um, I apologize for being an asshole. I meant what I said. But I could have found a better way to get the message across. You know what I mean? I didn't have to do all that. And I apologize for that. But I am still human. So I fuck up too. And they'll be like, bro, thank you. But also, yeah, we feel what you were saying. Like, we fucked up. Like, we was doing the most too. So in the same time of me taking accountability for my actions, my kids take accountability for theirs. So I would say if you want to have a, a free and open relationship, understand what that comes with. Understand sometimes your kids going to tell you some shit you don't want to hear. And your relationship with them going forward is dictated on how you react to that. And you might not always get it right, but when you get it wrong, admit that you get it got it wrong. Ask them for another chance. Like, humanize your children, bro. Allow them 
Because if they know that they can get an apology out of their parent, if they know that their parent, they can grant their parent a second chance or it even matters that their parents want a second chance with them, that will dictate a lot with how they go out into the world. When people are stepping all over their feelings, they will understand, like, no, I'm supposed to be loved and respected because that's how I am at home. I'm supposed to be open and free. I'm supposed to be, you know, allotted apologies and, you know, not just people just dismissing or invalidating my feelings. So, you know, that relationship with them will start with how open you're willing to be. And also, give them time, you know, because these are new people, bro. These are, you know, 10, 14, you, you know, that's I don't know every fucking thing. I'm 33 years old. I don't, you know, I'm really on the cusp of understanding a lot of shit, you know? I just stopped doing fucking drugs, like, maybe six months ago. So, get on some time. Um, get them some time. Okay, my 19-year-old brother is currently working... Hold on. My 19-year-old brother is currently just working only. I have been tiptoeing around the convo of, okay, what's next? He spoke briefly about a CDL or becoming a mechanic. How can I push him to the next level without being overbearing? Uh, you know, there ain't nothing wrong with being a little overbearing. You know what I mean? Uh, but also... The key to that is not making the person feel like a burden. And the reason why I know this is because I have been the 19-year-old who wasn't on shit. I've been a 19-year-old who didn't have a fucking future, a plan for their future. I've been a 19-year-old with multiple felonies, um, felony charges, going back and forth to court, you know, sitting in fucking court in shackles while my mama and that bitch shaking, you know, losing her fucking religion. So, um... I was a, I, I was by all intent, for all intents and purposes, I was a fuck up. You know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't want my son to be who, like, I, I wouldn't want any of my kids to be anything like I was at 19. You know, I was a, a, a pure, genuine fuck up. But with reflection, there was no push for me to be anything else. Besides an employee. It was a get your job, get a job and get out of my house type of situation. And if if everybody that I know that has a job is fucking miserable, why would I want to get a job? So don't make him feel like he's a burden or like don't be unfair like a 19-year-old that just a year ago in high school had to ask permission to go use the bathroom should have it all figured out. Because it, it, I, I get it, bro. You want him to train in a positive direction. Some people take longer than others. I, I wouldn't say um, encourage any bullshit. But he's working. You know what I mean? So, which means he's conscious that he needs money. When I was 19, I ain't having a fucking job. You know what I mean? I had a job. And I was on probation. And I smoked weed and popped hot. Went back to jail. Lost my job. Didn't have a job again until I was 21. Um, so, I mean, just be happy the nigga ain't out there robbing and fucking selling dope like I was. And also, if he is talking to you about getting a CDL, shit, sh tell him how I mean, bro. I'll give him the game. I'll give him, tell that boy to email me. I will tell him anything he need to know about getting a trade or a CDL in general. Um, a mechanic would be cool. But mechanics get burnt out and... Oftentimes they don't make great money. So if he wants to, if he wants a real trade, I would suggest he go into electrician work, uh, especially now with fiber optic elect, uh, electricians. They make buku money, but they also always have work because a lot of the above ground electric stuff that you see is going underground into fiber optics, um, and a lot of it has a lot to do with like 5G and the internet and shit like that. And then. Either that or welding, because the field of welding is very vast and will open him up to um, m plenty of opportunities to travel 
and see shit. Um, CDL is cool, but right now it's like a down market and it has been down ever since COVID. Um, and the whole industry is taking a hit. A lot of businesses are going out of business. So, um, you know, I'm three years in. I make decent money every week. Um, I would say between, yeah, I don't, don't want to put you on my backyard, but it's, I make 70, more than $70,000 a year. Um, at this rate, I'm going to make more than 80. So, this is, you know, but I'm three years in. Um, I would suggest welding because if he ever decides to get a family, like, that's what I should have did as welding because you decide to get a family. Yeah, you might work long hours, but you'll have that bed, you'll have that bag and you sleep in your own bed at night. Um, I think if I had to go back, I didn't really have much of a choice. The CDL was the quick play and I needed a quick play. If I had a year, I would have went into welding or electric work. But, just do it with love. You know what I mean? Don't if you make him feel like he's a burden. That's when young men make bad decisions because there's nothing worse than feeling unwanted. And I'm not saying that's what you're doing. I'm saying that that's what I experienced. And when you feel unwanted, you want to get out quick. And getting out quick a lot of times means selling drugs. Okay. When do you think the gender wars will end? When we stop feeding into it when it's not profitable when it's not getting clicks and engagement um as long as it's getting clicks and engagement it's niggas out here rolling jars of fucking marbles and shit down the stairs and they're getting millions of views on that and if you find a way to tap into people's psyche of something that they find satisfying or dissatisfying, you're going to win. So when we stop giving a fuck about it, nobody wants to talk to nobody. You feel me? So um, as long as it's getting engagement and as long as people are feeding into it, it's going to be there. But I will say this. If you stop feeding into it, it doesn't exist. I don't feed into it, and it doesn't even exist in my world. It doesn't even show up on my timeline. And when it does, I hit not interested fast because I don't have any desire to give a fuck about that because the argument is stupid. If Men and women are different. That just is what it is, bro. We're not the same. And it's not about a, a superior, inferior thing. It's just niggas and we're different, bro. We're different biologically. We're different in how we... Are perceived in the world we're different in how we interact with things socially we are vastly different and the book a billion wicked thoughts will put a lot of that shit into perspective for you and i think the thing is is that like a lot of these people that are talking about this just want parents they can fuck they want somebody that can take care of them and have no expectations out of them but give them dick or vagina and on the other case, on the other case, one of them want dick and money, and the other one want vagina and no responsibilities. I don't, you know, honestly. Whether whether people stop engaging with it or not, if you do, it doesn't exist. Put me up on game on how to really decipher if a man genuinely likes you. Dating is ass as fuck. Looking back in my past experience. I really don't think I've encountered someone who likes me for real, for real. Okay, that is a... That's tricky. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm not in the dating scene. Um, I've been married for seven years today. Today is July 11th. This will post tomorrow, July 12th. Um, today is my seven-year anniversary of my uh, marriage. So... Um, and we've been together since we was 20. So, I mean, really like 19 on and off and then solid since we was 20. 10, 20, 2010. So, um, I don't, I don't really give relationship advice because I am out of that part of my life. Um, also, if you take yourself out of the equation and what you want things to be and look at the person's actions for real. You'll know. So you have to be open to 
receiving when somebody really does like you versus when you want somebody to like you. And I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I, it's a loaded question. I don't want to give bad advice. Um, especially, like, with the current dating scene. I don't know, bro. Like, I, for, hopefully, like, thankfully, the only thing that existed when me and my girl started dating was Facebook. And, you know, Instagram came along when we had our first child. So, you know, I'm not... I haven't really been affected by that. Uh, and I'm not on the dating scene. So I don't want to... I don't want to lead you astray. Uh, I would say just trust yourself. And... Yeah, you're going to have to trust yourself, man. I don't know, man. I, I, I really don't. Because this is another thing, too. It's like... People be faking the funk. I would say just, like... Get outside your comfort zone and what you used to. You know what I mean? Um... Sometimes who you are and where you live is two totally different things. Sometimes where you grow up and what you're growing into is two totally different things. So get outside your comfort zone. Date, fucking date some people that you wouldn't normally date. Give some fucking guys a chance that you wouldn't normally give a chance. If they have interest in you. And see how that feels. Um, and go from, go from there. You know what I mean? I would say, you know... I think a lot of people are in their comfort zone and have expectations for what they want. Um, I would say when me and my wife met, we had just such a instant connection and chemistry. We didn't even date at first. We was like friends. So, you know, she had full access to my phone and everything. She saw different girls I was talking to, all type of shit. You know, we was very like open and honest. We didn't rush into romance. We didn't rush into intimacy. We really were friends and got to know each other. With the implication that we did have an intimate interest in each other. It wasn't like, uh, you know, I made my way out the friend zone. I made it clear that I had um, intimate interest in her. And she made it clear to me that I've always rushed relations where I really liked a guy and it never was fruitful. So she said, since I really do like you and you really like me. Um, let's take our time. Let's not rush to this. Let's get to know each other. And that shit worked out fucking beautifully, bro. 13 years later, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, that's the only thing I can say about that. When was your, man, I got to get my shit together moment. I'm 31 right now, and I feel like I'm just now potentially starting to get things on track for what I envision. Hey, that is what it is, though. When you have kids and shit, your 20s and your early 20s, you're fucking, you, you got to put life on hold because you have somebody in your life that needs you every moment of every day. Um, but also, just give yourself some time. Like, nobody said you had to have it together right now. And my get, my, I had to get my shit together moment was, I've had a couple of them, you know what I mean? But the thing is that really stuck is like, I was... I lost my job because I fucking was miserable, bro. But I also was doing copious amounts of cocaine all the time. So, like, on top of having a job that I hate, I was also had a, a you know a slick addiction, and I lost the job just because you know I didn't have like reliable transportation, and. It just got to a point where it was just like, bro, I really wanted to fucking off myself because I hated that job so much. And we lost that. We moved to Florida. I got in a car accident, which caused us to move back to Georgia. And I got into a fucking situation with my family that I don't want to go into all the details with, but that is what pretty much ended my me and my family's relationship. I got to Georgia, I got to Alabama. And I was in, you know, I was on my way to get my shit together. Um, but when I just was like, man, I'm a fucking loser because all I want to do is drugs. And I got tired of that. Like, I just, like, got tired of being inebriated and fucked up all the time. And just, like, feeling like a fucking loser, bro. And it's like, on paper, I was doing good. On paper, I was a good guy taking care of my family, you know, all that type shit. But honestly, I just felt like a fucking loser, bro. And when I stopped 
getting fucked up all the time, maybe about a year and a half, two years ago, and just focus on making the money, it wasn't a fucking overnight thing. It took like a year. And even after the year, I took a fucking risk. I feel like I'm just now kind of getting my shit together. I'm going to just keep it a being with you, bro. Like, I've always had a good hold on things. But I take a, I take, I take some fucking risks, bro. I take some risks when it comes to my job. I, I done quit a job to go work another job that didn't work out. Trying to build something. Lost mad money. You know? It's just, an, you know, you just constantly going through the ebbs and flows. And even right now, like, I consider myself playing it safe, but not really because it's like, bro, this is the rational thing to do, bro. Get a job that pays well. Yeah, I got to sacrifice a little time away from home, but my shit is together. You know what I mean? Uh, my, my savings account is fucking on steroids. You know what I mean? If I want something, I can get it. And the thing is, even if even though I can buy pretty much anything I want right now, I don't and because I don't. I, I just have this mentality like I ain't got it like that. You know, it's more important things for me to take care of. So, you know, just take the pressure off yourself of like needing to be on a timeline and just understand like you're putting in the work. Your shit is together. As good as you can have it together, considering everything you've been through in your life, considering how you were gro groomed and how you were reared growing up and, you know, dealing with your childhood trauma, dealing with trauma from past relationships i mean you're doing the best you can bro and having your shit together is is just as simple as like bro i'm doing the very best i can i know i can every day um and there's always gonna be more it's always gonna be more that you can do in your mind um there's always gonna be new goals but if you starting to see yourself on the track that you envision then you on the right track it goes back to the thing that i talked about in the beginning about understanding that, you know, your actions are just compound interest towards your goals. So, you know, just stay on that path. Stay on that track, and you're going to be fine. You're doing great, okay? Um, well wishes to you and your family. I'm excited to see the expansion of the podcast. Happy early birthday. Turn up and stay away from the damn six. Oh, I did not stay away from the six, my friend. But thank you for the birthday wishes. And thank you for all the questions. Um, and I hope that I answer them, you know, thoroughly and in a timely manner. Because um, I know I can get along with it. I am about to get back on this road. My clock has reset where I need it to. So, the food is settled, you know. It's getting hot in this bitch. There's mosquitoes flying in my shit. I'm going to get the hell on. But, uh, you know, as always, I thank y'all for staying tapped in with me. Um, join the Grits and Eggs Discord, and if you have anything that you want to ask me anonymously, make sure that you tell me it needs to be anonymous, because I'm going to put your name out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, uh, email me, but you don't have to email me if you join Discord. There's a section for topics and, um, you know, thoughts that you have on the podcast. That way we could just, you know, be a community, and, you know, we could discuss things in there, and I'll bring them over here to the podcast, and then we can expand further. Um... But, yeah, man, I appreciate all the love and support. I appreciate all the birthday wishes. Um, and, yeah, man, we're going to wrap it up there, man. Uh, love y'all. Take care of yourselves and each other.